0: This episode of the podcast is with Indie Royalty, We Are Scientists, more specifically Keith Murray, a uh, songwriter, lead singer, and guitarist. Uh, this one was a blast. We talked over the phone, over Zoom. Uh, we were both mobile at the time. Uh, I showed him uh, the glass houses they were setting up for Cursive, Thursday, the Appleseed cast, uh, as Keith says, uh, right up Glasshouse's alley. Uh, they've always kind of done that sort of lineup, and uh, they never fail to deliver uh, for those well versed in the Glasshouse uh, set lists and uh, lineups. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. Um, we talked about his songwriting process, the art of. Working things out in your head, working things out uh, with pen and paper, um, not getting in trouble <laughs> with with lyricism, um, not being too on the nose, being a little, maybe a little more dramatic for effect as writers go. Um, yeah, very cool. Very nice guy. I am covering their show at the parish at the House of Blues in Anaheim tonight. Uh, in a couple of hours, actually. So this will precede that. Uh, For those who are headed to that show tonight, uh, I will be there with a camera. Um, I'm probably not the only one, so feel free to say hi. So I'll be playing a single from the latest album, Huffy, uh, out in 2021, uh, mid-pandemic. This one is called I Cut My Own Hair, and it is... An ode to the whole DIY aesthetic. Um, No need to go out and demand haircuts when you can just do it yourself. Um, We're all in this on our own. So learn some skills. Learn how to cut your own hair in the span of this song as the video goes. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: You know what? I don't care. So I cut my own hair. You know what? I don't care. So I cut my own hair. How you doing?
2: All right. Oh, there you are. <laughs> how are you doing, bud?
1: I'm all right. How you doing? Awesome. Can
0: you hear me all right? Yeah, how about me? Oh, you sound great. Yeah, I'm using uh, cool. uh,
2: mic headphones. They seem to work well, and I'm trying something new now. Uh, I haven't done this mobily um, in a while. I tried it a while back and kind of, uh, it was funky. <laughs> trial and error, you know.
1: We'll see what happens yeah yeah it'll be an experiment
0: <laughs> exactly uh how is sound check
1: it's pretty good it's very fast it's it's simultaneously unnerving and uh delightful when i run a front of house guy we're we're not traveling with a room for a house on this little run so we're oh. using the house guys and it's always i never know whether to think that the sound guy just knows his room really well and gets it done quickly, or if he just doesn't care, and so gets it done quickly. <laughs> but this guy, this guy seemed good. I trusted him.
2: It's a little of both, right? You either have like the
1: dedicated one or the guy yeah, who's Yeah, pro- probably a touch, of, a touch of both,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I'd uh, surprise yeah, you with, uh, with uh, a little nostalgia. I don't know, when the last oh, time- Oh, my, I, my when was the last time you were in uh, Pomona? Who's whose plan? Uh tomorrow night it's gonna be Thursday. Cursives, oh my god! the Appleseed cast and one other I don't remember. That's uh yeah that's kind
1: of the glasshouse's dream lineup, I would say.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh that's this is the funny. one of the big reasons I moved to Pomona. Uh just to get closer to this. Uh, oh, here it is. <laughs> Where did you move from? Uh, just Rancho right. Cucamonga. Yeah. Got some All set right. lists nice. here. Yeah. You went to uh, Pomona College. huh?
1: Yeah, and and actually after college, for a minute, Chris and I lived in the Pomona Arts Colony. Oh, that's awesome. That's kind yeah, of weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had we had a loft about three blocks away from the glass house.
2: Oh no, kidding! That's awesome. I'm a yeah, five minute walk away, a newer building, uh, just outside of downtown, like downtown proper. Nice. You know? yeah, I love this town. It revived pretty well uh, after. Nice. Yeah, lockdown. I have not
1: been in a very long time.
2: Mm. Nice. How was how was uh, how was college in uh, Claremont?
1: It was pretty good I mean you know it's it's a pretty idyllic little little town um, yeah. it's very beautiful and very chill uh, the, you know the the schools are very good there, so definitely uh was a was a good place to to go to school, I think you could just sit around and read Homer and act like that's important <laughs>
2: while you're sipping coffee in some swanky little cafe
1: in the yeah, West Anderson exactly. court. <laughs> it is very Andersonian.
2: <laughs> Somebody did a video a while back of, it was just like a tourist video for Claremont, and everyone swears Wes Anderson uh, ghost wrote it or ghost produced it, because it was just, it was like a movie.
1: It was like, i got to see that. Yeah. i got to see that.
2: Yeah, Claremont's a great town everyone comes here to play though.
1: yeah yeah we 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 went to, to uh, as you might imagine many 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 a show at the glass house
2: oh for sure who yeah. were your uh who are your favorites
1: um we saw the we saw the cardigans in like oh. 97 98 after that album gran turismo i don't know if you how familiar you are with their, their discography. Um, uh, I don't know that one. Uh, show. Oh, I bet. The, yeah, but First Band on the moon, moon is by the one.
2: That's the yeah, one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, That's a great album, too. Um, let's see. I saw Sunday Day Real Estate's reunion there. I saw Flaming Lips.
2: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a good spot. I saw...
2: Back in the day, I I recently posted photos I took of uh, Ladytron back in, I guess oh, it was oh cool. uh, six, and you guys had played uh, a couple months afterwards, I guess, and I had missed you. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but I'll be I'll be catching you at
1: that we had played the at the Paris. Glass House. Was that was that with the Rentals maybe?
2: I think so. Oh, Oh, two thousand
1: six.
2: Yeah. Huh. It was uh it was like just before even, the blood brothers played too i think they were playing pretty soon after
1: i don't even i don't even remember i mean we played so many shows in 2006
2: oh yeah that was the, <laughs> the golden age of indie rock <laughs>
1: yeah yeah we we were definitely plugging away at that point that was yeah. like right when our first album came out so we were just constantly on tour
2: oh yeah how does it feel to be back on the road?
1: It's Good, it's good. I mean, it's, it's fun that this is like a little micro tour to like slowly get back into it. And actually we, we flew out to Seattle early to hang out with a friend and we played the Seattle show, came down to Portland, had yesterday off and now we're playing here. So it sort of almost just feels like we came on vacation rather than we're actually on tour the rest of the tour is going to be pretty much like a normal tour i think we we have tomorrow off for the drive and then we have four shows so that'll be Mm. more tour-like than it's been thus far
2: call it a day off but driving is work
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's not the greatest way to spend a day off
2: (laughs) exactly uh yeah pomona man uh i've been listening to uh, Huffy and man, nice. It's like the most full version of you guys. I think it's like I don't know. Nice. You, you hope for you hope for like progressive evolution in in a band's sound and an artist's sound and and uh, you delivered you know flawlessly. It was beautiful. Nice. And uh, you have like I this- Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I feel like. I feel like a little, a little bit of that must be that we self-produced it. So it's mm. kind of like unfiltered, we are scientists. But uh, I don't know. I, I can't explain it.
2: <laughs> well, you kept too many cooks out of the kitchen, right? So that's pretty good. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, all of, all of our cooks in the kitchen have always been pretty, pretty good cooks. we've never we've never had any complaints with producers but uh Mm. we we just we've been so like knee deep in making the demos that we're like let's just finish it ourselves
2: Mm. and you had a lot of uh studio time right despite regulation and all that
1: (laughs) well i mean it helps that we were essentially in one another's bubble and in a studio by our entirely by ourselves Mm. so i We were we were keeping within regulation by not interacting with any other people at all. Right. (laughs) I mean, being in a studio is essentially like quarantining anyway.
2: (laughs) Pretty much, right? I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So many musicians saying uh, they love to just get a hotel room or get like an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere and just crank it out. You know, get everything on paper or get everything from the paper to the recording. yeah we
1: we're a little bit the opposite we kind of prefer to like do it all at home as much like we kind of hate going away and doing it doing a remote uh recording session it gets Mm. like really cross i mean it's good for making you really just hunker down and get the work done Mm. but It also is really bad because it makes you hunker down and do nothing but get the work done. Kind of like (laughs) having a normal life, like doing the work, kind of like having a fun day and then going home and relaxing and not like, you know, not not having your your personal life stripped as well.
2: Right, right. I loved your writing on this last one too. It's, you have this mastery of like inner monologue almost like a, like a rehearsed conversations in the shower
1: you know, just before
2: just before sharing with whoever you want to share it with or just throwing it out there and uh, seeing what seeing how people take it.
1: Seeing, seeing what sticks. Yeah yeah seeing what seeing what you step in <laughs> as a result. Yeah. On that note,
2: have you ever uh, have lyrics or gotten you in trouble? You seem very honest um, in your writing, so I imagine it pokes a few people
1: not, yeah, not really i mean well i i I also tend to be fair like i I tend to not like tell extravagant stories like I tend to also like to keep it fairly vague in the in the name of universality, yeah so I get. There's, there's, always, there's always a sense that I can be like, oh, no, that isn't what I was talking about at all. <laughs> I was talking about a different emotionally rupturing situation.
2: <laughs> Plausible deniability.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten into, uh, into lyrical trouble. Oh, that's good.
2: Does it help yeah. you maintain relationships in any sort of way on the opposite of that?
1: um like working it out on on yeah. paper.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I no I don't think it does. I don't think it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. <laughs> I mean I I think I guess it I guess in some ways it does. I I think it's like good as a means of like self-examination. Mm. I don't I don't know if it's very good as a means of relationship Examination because a, you're sometimes. Sometimes I think the way you're analyzing things for a song veers towards more towards the melodramatic than it ought to mm. in normal life. Mm. Like there's there is a, a little bit of pageantry for you know for songwriting to make it simply more exciting and interesting.
2: Right.
1: Um. And yeah, just, I just. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably good to have a, a, a level of, like, personal examination. I think that's probably helped my relationships. It's like, instead of going to therapy, I just interrogate myself a lot.
2: <laughs> it seems to work, right? And yeah, I think so. not always the, so. Uh, the general uh, right. diagnosis of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Like, Get a therapist or talk to somebody. Right. Work it out in your mind, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to your podcast, too. It was, it was a, a fun listen. Uh, I was upset oh, the, to see the that. The dumpster dive? Dumpster dive, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, any plans on bringing that, back?
1: I don't think so, no. That was, that was purely <laughs> a, a quarantine uh, special. That, mm. was, that was simply because we knew no new music was going to be coming out anytime soon because we wanted to wait until we could tour before we put Huffy out. So we figured we'd, we'd release these terrible garbage songs that we could dumpster dive on. <laughs> um, but now that we're putting out good music, we don't need to put out the bad music anymore.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it was a fun listen. I was listening to the one that you were talking about separating art from artists to uh, Woody Allen <laughs> by way of Woody Allen. No,
1: we're was, was just having that no.
2: conversation. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure I don't want to listen to that podcast back.
2: <laughs> oh, then I, I'll try not to repeat it. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, I'll ask how do you, how uh, do you separate art from artists? Especially lately, uh, it's that's been the topic of conversation uh, on Twitter, uh, Spotify, right. and you know, if you're keeping up.
1: I mean you know I think sort of as I was saying before like when when at least when I'm writing a song I'm certainly not being uh, a documentarian necessarily like mm-hmm. I, I, I use personal experience as a launching point to write a song but uh, a, song, a song isn't necessarily going to be autobiographical so I think it I think it is folly to imagine that the only thing an artist wants to do is you know put their autobiography on every work that they that they present you know it is it's Woody Allen's a funny example because he essentially seems to play the same character in every one of his movies and then when he's not in them he seems to make other actors play that character as well <laughs> And, and sort of similarly, it's, it's, it's difficult when you're like singing a song that you wrote because it's you singing it. So it's, mm-hmm. pe- people essentially take you at your word at face value. Um, but yeah, I do, I do, I do think that's, I think, I think it's folly to imagine that everything that comes out of a singer's mouth is, uh, well, I mean, first of all, even partially true. Much less entirely true.
2: Mm. Right. It it could just be riffing.
1: Uh, right. At any and and you know th- there there can also be like a further argument, which is that a singer is always going to be like representing even their own personal worldview, which I think is kind of folly as well. I definitely like the the character I'm often playing in songs is much more you know perverse than i am in real life mm. i definitely i definitely never say like half of the shit that would be in some of my songs in person <laughs> i'd be a I'd, I'd be sort of a bad person
2: <laughs> or vice versa right <laughs> you're not yeah. gonna write everything you think then right right yeah it's nice it seems to like this can be like work out Life's kinks without.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, I guess without pissing anybody off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good, it's a nice good look.
2: thus far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's on uh, Who's on rotation lately uh, musically? Who have you been listening to?
1: Um, I've been really into this duo from LA called Magdalena Bay. kind mm. of like. Glitch, glitch pop, um, but but on the very poppy end of that. Mm. Um, lots of them. There, there's a band from the UK called Coach Party, who we had on mm. our last tour. Um, who like we specifically asked for because we like them, uh, and nice. they're awesome. Uh, who else? I listen to that new Wolf Alice a lot. That's a, that's a great record. Those are, those are probably my biggies right now.
2: Mm. Cool. Who do you feel bad about not liking? Who would you call like a, a guilty displeasure? Huh. You don't get it, but you respect him as artists say, but uh, you're just like, I just don't get it.
1: Um... Uh... <laughs> And not to talk shit. uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, I'm only thinking of this because it came up in conversation yesterday. uh, But I really derive almost zero pleasure out of Joni Mitchell or James Taylor. (laughs) Just like neither of them do a thing for me.
2: (laughs) My mom saw James Taylor back in the 80s, I think, and she's like, I was like, wow, how was that? She's like, he was the most boring person I've ever seen. I, uh,
1: I believe only that. Because she... I... <laughs> that is my sense of James Taylor.
2: <laughs> She's like, great musician, you know,
1: uh, but all he did was tell stories, and I didn't relate to any of it. <laughs> all right. That's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he even has stories to tell. He doesn't seem like he might. <laughs>
2: that that milk toast of a, of a yeah person. absolutely <laughs>
1: absolutely uh
2: I wanted to ask you about balancing like the party side of this life with like staying focused i notice you, you you've talked a lot about about drinking and about partying about everything else but you know songwriting and just like the bare bones of, of of being a musician, there's that party side I'm always curious about because we all seem to have this balancing. Yeah, each
0: yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: you know, I, 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 you know, partying is probably a like strong word for what my general lifestyle has been. I mean, on on tour in the past, we would definitely just be out until six a.m. pretty much every night. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely just hang out with people and drink way too long. Like too much of my social life does revolve around going to bars. Um, you know, obviously, as I've as I've grown, and now I'm married to someone with like a real nine to five job, and you know, quarantine definitely stemmed going out a lot. So it's definitely, mm. definitely, been tamed quite a bit. But um, I would say, I would say, when I was when I when we were just like starting out, it it was a, a real boon to be mm. out all night every night with with creative people who were, uh, you know, getting ma- making a lot of uh, very public mistakes because of our. Lifestyle. <laughs> There's a lot of material to be to be gained when people just are uh, committing many unforced social errors at all times <laughs> at 4 a.m. in Brooklyn.
2: Right. <laughs> so I guess pre-social media was uh, a good time for for that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that yeah.
2: absolutely was. <laughs> Looking back, I'm, like, Man, I'm glad Facebook didn't exist I'm <laughs> glad Instagram wasn't around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's an interesting uh, balance, work life balance. That, uh, yeah. Like you said, going to bars, going to going out, just hanging out, but like you said, just for far too long.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's also uh, the the description of it being a work life balance is sort of misleading as well because. If, if all we did every day was just sit in our studios trying to write songs we would have absolutely nothing to write about right so right. sort of is part of our job to like not be boring people <laughs> you know like, you need material. That, yeah yeah that is that is sort of a you know a p- part of the part of the if not the job description then at least the provenance of the work we do is like, not just sitting around. I mean, I guess, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of uh, song ideas from, from reading or, like, other, other art, but I would say most of it is from actually going out and having shit blow up in my face. And that helps.
2: Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, it's... Yeah. You, your lyrics are humanity. <laughs> you're, you're discussing people. You're discussing... <laughs> What people think and how people are and you can't get that from books uh probably to such a strong
1: effect i mean you know well i mean you can but if you did you'd simply be regurgitating other people's ideas all yeah. the
2: time, so. <laughs> exactly how's new york been holding up by
1: the way um i mean it's it's definitely been been a bit leg swept mm. um you know restaurants and bars and and places are are half full
2: Hmm. and
1: i i tend to not go to very many restaurants or bars these days Hmm. um so it's definitely definitely a pretty different town right now right right. but i think i think it'll i think it'll bounce back it's it's new york
2: right it's too big a city to well too big to fail is usually (laughs) a popular phrase but uh Right. Hopefully, hopefully, in regards to a major city, the center of it yeah. all. Too.
1: We'll see. We'll see. It may <laughs> it may no longer be the center of it all, mm-hmm. but uh, it it will still be its its own weird thing. It'll always be a weird place. Right.
2: Right. Yeah, keep New York weird. <laughs> so you're in Portland now. Uh, where are you playing?
1: Uh, we're playing at a venue called Polaris Hall, which I think is a fairly new venue. It's kind of up north. Uh, it's a cool spot. We've never been in here. So it's pretty rad. Uh,
2: who are you playing with?
1: Uh, we're playing with a New York slash San Francisco band called mm-hmm. who are who are friends of ours. Our drummer is sitting in with them as well. Um, so it's kind of just a, uh, roving, a roving gang of friends on this tour, which is nice.
2: Oh, it's nice. Not too many strangers and yeah. awkward yeah. silences. No,
1: definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> I still haven't been up there. I need to get up there. It's a great town. It's a very great town. I'm I highly here. recommend it. <laughs> there are worse places yeah. to be.
2: True, true. Vermont is a great place. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to catch you guys on Friday at uh, the parish. And and, yeah, House of Blues. Great venue. Cool. Um, I guess it's, I just heard of it uh, a year ago. I don't know how long it's actually been around. Uh, I saw Bristol to Memory recently. uh, It's the perfect size for everything you guys are doing, too. It's just, Cool. I don't know. Man. It's it's gonna be a great show. Nice. I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds rad. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, I know you're pressed for time, so uh, I won't keep you any longer. But um, cool. Uh, one more thing. Uh, fun question. Uh, who's on your bucket list for like a co headlining tour? Wait, sorry. For what? Uh, who's on your bucket list for like a, a
1: co-headlining tour? Who would you co-headline with? Oh, a co-headlining tour. Mm. Good question. That is a very good question. I don't know. See if we can get Paul McCartney on that on that co-headline bill. That would work right. for me.
2: <laughs> Have you seen him?
1: Uh, a long time. We we did the Coachella that he solely headlined. He didn't. He didn't let us co-headline that Coachella that we
2: played. Right. <laughs> it was a great show. But close, right?
1: Yeah. Boy, nice.
2: one more question. All right. Who do you listen to that gets better over time? That you are uh, finding yourself relating like- to more.
1: That like like an old album that like a specific body of music that I relate to differently or that the band is getting better and better?
2: Uh the band is getting better and better, or even if the
1: band isn't around, you just go back to their albums,
2: you go back to the catalog and just it it only sounds better every time you listen to it.
1: I guess, probably like probably Fleetwood Mac, I would say. <laughs> like I, I think, I think my appreciation of them changes and my, and you know, I think as um, uh, I, don't know. I don't know, I don't know what it is about Fleetwood Mac that like, they, they suit you at many different points in your life, I think.
2: Right, lyrics make more sense at different points different points of relevance yeah just like
1: I, I listen i listen to different things in the music as well than mm-hmm. i than i did back in the day
2: right yeah. very cool very cool that's a new yeah. one. no one's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well hey thanks for doing this man uh oh yeah thank you i hope it nice. I sounded all right i'm still playing with this mic yeah right? yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah sound i'll it, catch it, you on friday yeah. And uh, yeah, cool. I'll, be, See that, man. I'll be shooting. So yeah. Talk then. Nice. Right. Have a great set. Dude. Cool. Take care. You too.